Hey guys, quick note before the podcast, hope you guys are having a great week. I just want to let you guys know that if you have any feedback, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, you guys get a hold of me on LinkedIn or my email, uh, that's joe at codessa.io, that's uh, I and the O at the end. Um, yeah, just let me know what your feedback is, what questions you'd want to hear, guests, all that good stuff. I'll keep giving you guys great content and uh, hopefully keep this thing going. All right, have a great day, guys. Uh, now to the podcast. family welcome to another episode of joe momo presents i'm super excited to have uh, shane lenzel with me today um i'll let him introduce himself um yeah let's get right into it absolutely shane. i'm uh, my name is shane wenzel i'm president of the shane holmes group of companies here in calgary alberta awesome shane um yeah so i saw you guys uh celebrate your 40th anniversary uh recently so i'm sure there's lots of uh Gold nuggets between <laughs> your start to the 40 years, so it would be awesome to kind of get your insight and kind of how you got here. There's a lot. I tell you, that's, uh, that's surreal. I mean, you can never imagine what 40 years will look like, but uh, boy, oh boy, it just kind of snuck up on us after all this time. Yeah. Yeah, but it, uh, it was fun. We, uh, we, had, we had to have a little party for, uh, you know, for past friends and uh, business relationships. And yeah, it was just, it was a good time being able to reminisce about, you know, how we started and, you know, where we've come to even today. Yeah. yeah. What were the kind of things you wanted to, you hoped you wish you knew before you started your career? <laughs> well, everybody career. wishes they had a crystal ball at the <laughs> yeah. beginning of their career. They would make a lot less mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, that we were, you, you, you take and you learn from is uh, the mistakes you make in business and yeah and how you uh, how you react to them is what's really important yeah exactly. you know, you're able to, to learn something from that and we've learned a lot of lessons over 40 years oh I bet <laughs> you look out towards you know empty uh, empty farmers fields and you you see potential and in some cases it works some cases it doesn't has there been any um, instances where um, adversity where you had to overcome and what you kind of learn from that? Um, situation. Yeah, I think everybody does. Uh, you know, from where where I started, uh, I came into the company about 29 years ago when I I learned under my father. I started off as as kind of the marketing assistant under him. And I mean, if you want a challenge in your career, <laughs> work for your work for one of your parents. Right, right. You <laughs> know, the expectations are higher than anybody. Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, you always aim to please. Right. You, you do it. You do tend to go the extra mile, but you know, I uh, I had to learn from the ground up. But in my case, I have two very entrepreneurial parents. Right. You know, and I was the uh, the youngest of four children. You know, oh, the wow. closest uh, the closest sibling I had was nine years older than me. So you can oh, imagine, wow. as time <laughs> went on, I was the only one at home, and the yeah. kind of conversations that happened around the table with both my parents. Right, right. Uh, lots of business, lots of marketing talk. Oh, yeah. So you do learn a little bit by osmosis. But getting into the business, uh, you know, I've seen it evolve over mm -hmm. roughly 30 years that I've been involved. It's, uh, it's changed a lot. You mm -hmm. know, it used to be you just you buy a lot, you build a house, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now you, you're always anticipating where your next land opportunity is. And, right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to phrase it this way, is that people buy houses nowadays to actually live in. Whereas mm -hmm. when I started, I felt that people were really buying houses as just kind of an investment. You know, right. they, they needed the, 
the traditional layout and they they had to have the room a certain color and right you know because that's what was best for resale now people do whatever they want right right you know, they want a special room in the house uh, you know we go out to northeast calgary and i mean the spice kitchen is very common for that culture out there mm, interesting uh and it happens on quite a few of the homes mm. you know five bedroom four and a half bathrooms wow. you, know, you could go over to uh to the west end of calgary and and people almost have what they call their toy rooms. You know, they yeah. either have an exercise room or they have their theater room or their their sports memorabilia room. Right. So that's what I mean by people really just kind of they personalize it. They live in their homes now. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to just buy it for a straight investment. Is that kind of what you've seen over the years? The trend in Calgary is there like is there any common myths about kind of your industry and your profession as you? Well, the common myth is that you know we build these uh, these McMansions. <laughs> yeah. Seventeen hundred and fifty square feet is a McMansion, then boy oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I've really missed the mark. Yeah. But the uh, the misconception that we get uh, a lot of times is you know you hear that statement you know you don't build them like you used to. Right. Thankfully we don't. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because <laughs> we used to build them with two by four walls. We used to uh, you know put uh, you know a thin thin layer of uh, insulation in the walls. Right. You know you'd put R25 in the attic. Well, you know the windows were single pane. Oh, wow. the uh, the uh, the furnaces were mid efficient, so they were about sixty seven percent efficient at the time, and and hot water tanks were the same. Hmm. Yeah, thankfully we don't build them that yeah. way anymore <laughs> because the walls are two by six now. Yeah, the trusses, uh, you know, they're they're engineered. The floor systems are engineered. Your walls are engineered. Wow. You know, the insula wall insulation is effectively twenty five in the walls. You know, hmm. there's R fifty in the attic. Uh, the uh, the hot water tanks are ninety four percent efficient. The uh, the furnaces are ninety five percent efficient now. Wow! So the the home has really become far 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 more efficient, more energy efficient than it was even in the past. Right, right. And would you say that's because of technology or just kind of? It's technology over the time. Yeah. You know, materials have become more affordable, and right. uh, and you know there's a willingness to you know <laughs> to want to conserve as much as you possibly can. Right. But you're always fighting that misconception. <laughs> so you're, just, you're, you're churning these things out. Uh, you know, it takes us about five months to build a typical house uh, wow. from start to finish. Wow, that's impressive. I know a big buzzword in the industry right now is home automation. Um, what are your thoughts on home automation? How do you how do you see it progressing in the future? You know what? I I, I started off like everybody, I think, generally kind of a skeptic. Yeah. You know, but I also come from a generation that, that doesn't always want to give up their privacy. Right. Uh, but I think it became more apparent because uh, our uh, our VP of operations and myself, we went down to the consumer electronics show okay. just this past January. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could tell uh, between Google and Amazon this was not an industry that's going away. Yeah. Uh, they have spent billions wow. investing in this, and you know, I, I think the uh, the one thing that uh, that I noticed is you know is the affordability factor. Right. It is very inexpensive now to include this in your home. Mm -hmm. In other words, we don't have to run wiring all over the place, and that was really the the biggest challenge before is how do you get this wire up to the second floor in this bedroom for this? Right. Well, for say a Google Assistant. You just plug it in the wall now. Yeah. You know the doorbell. Uh, you know it takes a low voltage wire. Hmm. You know I mean there's there's not a lot to it uh, anymore. So people were really asking questions about that. So we just made it a standard specification this past summer. 
Hmm. That was to celebrate our 40th year anniversary. Kind of step back into more of your personal career. Um, what type of advice would you give somebody wanting to pursue a career like similar to yourself? Uh, first of all, I would find the best mentors you could possibly imagine. Uh, I, I was in kind of an enviable position because my father had already established the company. Right. So I was, uh, I was able to tap into a network of people that you know, most, uh, most young people wouldn't have an opportunity to today. Now you've kind of bridged the gap <laughs> with, uh, with platforms on social media like LinkedIn. Right, uh, where you are able to get out in front of those people, and you are able to ask them for you know maybe an hour of their time for a coffee, but uh, you know words of advice for you know even over an hour mean yeah. a lot, and Absolutely. they can help your career progress. You know the second thing would be uh, you don't know, you don't always have to go into post secondary education, but you do need to be you do need to consistently learn how the world is changing and how business is changing and how to operate within it. Uh, you know, and I spent uh, seven years in, involved with, uh, with Tech Canada, which is a peer advisory group uh, with, uh, with various people, f or, uh, sorry, presidents and CEOs from other industries. You know, and their, their businesses could be larger, they could be smaller, but we were able to put out business issues that we were having right. and get the best responses back on yeah. how to tackle it. So that was probably one of the best things that I had ever done. And I did, uh, I did stay in that group for about seven years. Yeah, it's, I always hear it's uh, who you know, not so much uh, uh, what skills you have, like with university and stuff. Lots of people want to think university is the only kind of avenue to reach uh, their career goals. But it's also you have to network and collaborate with like-minded people and mm -hmm. other mentors as well, so it's awesome to hear you and agree. I, well, <laughs> and I'm not devaluing the, uh, the benefits of post-secondary. Right. Even, uh, even I did that early in my career. I, uh, I take what I always refer to as the, uh, the MBA introduction course at, uh, at Asking, and it was a condensed course uh, that they had just started for executives. You know, executives who didn't necessarily have the time to go to school all day, but they, you know, we, we, we would separate uh, Fridays out for about 12 weeks. Yeah. And we learned every module, you know, in a condensed format. But we, we were at least we at least had the benefit of learning that. That opened up my eyes to a few things as well. Yeah. What type of, uh, I guess, hard skills would you say that um, unique skills that you have that helps you get, be successful in your role in your career? Uh, passion's always a good one for the career you're pursuing. If uh, if not, I would suggest you get a different career. Yeah. Uh, because other than that, it's just a job, right? I, you know, everybody likes to have a job, but you know, more people would love to be passionate about what they're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. But uh, you know, again, that uh, that willingness to uh, to keep learning, to keep up to date on what's uh, what's changing out there, you know, and uh, and accepting that, uh, you know, my favorite one is to say, you know, if you can't accept change anymore, it's likely time for you to step aside. Uh, and I've seen that happen. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're in business; if you could be in politics. Uh, if you're not prepared to change with the times, then yeah, it's time to step aside. It's one of the best words or most valuable advice I've ever received, and it makes sense. You who uh, who maybe has that passion again, who has uh, you know has that ability to make the changes, and uh, again, like I said, over my 30-year career, I've seen a lot. Um, yeah, has, has there been any um, resources that's helped you along the way? Things that you've listened to, read that have really inspired you, or like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, that, that willingness to just continually learn. 
uh, like I said, tech was a huge benefit for me. Uh, you know, even uh, even that 12-week course at uh, at Haskane. But yeah, one of the best things you could possibly have out there, in addition to that, would be uh, a, gr a great mentor. You know, my father uh, is a tremendous mentor, but so is my mother. Two different personality types, but like I said, they're both both entrepreneurs. You know, so if you can find that mentor, that would be great. Would you, I guess, from your experience, where where would be a good place to start looking for mentors? I know you said LinkedIn earlier. Um, I guess the internet's kind of bridged the gap, but LinkedIn is a great place to start. Uh, it's not the do-all, be-all, end-all, but I mean, right. it is. It is. It has really opened up the doors. To be totally honest, it's actually my favorite platform out there, and uh, and largely because people have to be real, can't be fake. Right. Uh, but at the same time, there's lots of networking events out there. Uh, I've had uh, have, I've had people ask me how they could even expand their profile, you know, just for a job career, and, and like I've said, you know, get involved with, uh, you know, something again that you're passionate about, but it might be a charitable organization. You know, you can network that way with people from different uh, different organizations who feel the same way you do. Right, right. And I find that's a good bridge to to find that mentor or to find that next, say, networking opportunity. You know. You can't network sitting behind a computer, <laughs> is, is, I guess is what I'm getting at. Right. You have to be able to get out there and you have to be social. Flash your smile. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just out of curiosity, what's something that you're curious about right now? It, it doesn't really have to be particularly in your industry, just something that ha has your attention. What, personally or professionally? Or does it matter? Um, doesn't matter. How about both? Both work. Personally, I just you know I, I'm to the point I like to travel. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, invariably when you're traveling, you do see uh, you know you do find things that inspire you professionally or even personally. You know, I've uh, I just you know you hear about all these places in the world, and you know the world is starting to shrink a little bit more. So yeah, I like to get out there. I like to travel. Yeah. I'm the guy who actually goes to a museum and enjoys it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy who actually reads all the signs. Yeah. Now my partner, he wouldn't be happy with that because he gets bored after. Yeah. <laughs> you just have all the brochures. <laughs> be like, hey, can we move on? Can we move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's fun. I mean, that uh, yeah, just just to see how different the world is and uh, you know and experience those different cultures out there because we get stuck in this little bubble here in yeah. our own little world and. Uh, it is very different when you uh, when you travel around. Absolutely, you, know, you realize that you have a lot of first world problems here. <laughs> yep, okay. got the wrong coffee. <laughs> I got the wrong coffee. Now I'm angry. Why? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Any place in particular you're really passionate about going right now, or traveling to? Uh, yeah, there's so many. Of <laughs> so them. Yeah. I still enjoy Europe. Just seeing the old world, but uh, you know, I'm a bit of an architecture buff. You know, you'll never see any of that here because you know. You just don't have the uh, you don't have the architects, you don't have the artisans anymore, and it's so cost prohibitive. But I mean, you do want to see what the, what the world was like. And actually, looking at a building or a castle that's a thousand years old is if the <laughs> walls could talk. No kidding! Wow, that's amazing, amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. What's one question that you never get asked that you'd wish you'd be asked? I always get a kick out of the fact that people don't ask me where this is going to go in the future. Mm. Where is the future of housing? It is the one question that never gets asked, and I think it should be. <laughs> you know, will it change? Yeah, of course it will. I've seen a ton of change over the last 30 years, but, uh, you know, I mean, the world is changing. 
you know the population's growing and uh, you know people have different needs every day and you know it's far less and in some cases it's far more mm -hmm. you know but I think I can see that uh, you know the multi-generational housing becomes a little more popular mm -hmm. yeah because it uh, it isn't it isn't something that uh, that is that is getting any cheaper you know and we're uh, we're entering things like the uh, the kind of the sharing economy so what does that look like yeah you know how do you how do you how do you evolve your business to accommodate that? You know, because like I mentioned, you know, I like going over to Europe. Uh, you know, half the time I might get a hotel; the other half, you might get uh, an Airbnb or some other accommodation like that. And it's just kind of fun to live like the the locals. But what'll happen here? Will it go all the way towards multifamily? No, but just more multi generational housing is what I can see starting to happen more of. Wow. So you'll see those six-bedroom houses with <laughs> five baths. And those big ones, yeah. 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 Well, it's the first time in history you've seen four generations in the workforce together. It causes complications <laughs> all in itself. But people are living longer, and there's no reason that mom and dad have to be pushed yeah. out. They can have their own space. It could be you know, upstairs, downstairs, whatever. But uh, you know, we do see it with, uh, with the ethnic melting pot that, that is Calgary, and you have to accommodate it. Back to innovation, you have to inno keep innovating. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, is there a good place listeners could connect with you online? I know you said LinkedIn, but is there any other platforms you... Well, believe it or not, they can find me on other ones. <laughs> you know, I guess I call it my photo album of life. I'm on Instagram at Shane Wenzel, and I'm on Twitter where you get a little bitchier version of me. <laughs> Still at Shane Wenzel. I tend to lean a little more towards, you know, <laughs> here's my opinion now. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like a lot of people use Twitter as kind of their... <laughs> sure. And I mean, it's a great platform as long as you utilize it in the proper way, in my opinion, is that, you know, just be respectful. Right, you know, right. I wouldn't sit across from you and, and you know, verbally abuse you. Why would you do it on a social media platform? Exactly. You can't hide at the end of the day. Exactly. The world's too small now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I usually like to end the podcast with kind of a question to the audience or maybe a quote, if you have any you'd like to share. I think it's more of a story, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I found... Uh, one day, I, uh, you know, I, was, you know, I was young in my career and as a marketing assistant, I couldn't get a hold of my father and I needed clarification on, uh, on one of the ads that we had going in the paper at the time. And I finally caught up to him that evening, but it was too late. Mm -hmm. It was too late. I already had to agree with, with, with what we had done. And uh, I was frustrated with him. I was, uh, I was pissed off, <laughs> you know, because he wasn't available. And uh, he said to me, he said, look, he said, I don't make all the right decisions, you know but I make a decision at least. He right. says the key is to make as many right decisions as possible. Mm -hmm. But at least you made the decision. Wow. Yeah, and I, that, one, that, that one comment has always kind of stuck with me throughout the years because, yeah, you know, right or wrong, you still have to make a decision. And, you know, if you make the wrong one, you just have to learn from it. Right. And even here with, uh, with our staff, that's what they hear from me still. Is yeah. it? Just make the decision. You know, if you make a bad one, just don't make it again. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to make the mistakes. The world isn't going <laughs> to end. You know, we're not pushing a button. We're not firing a, ro a rocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just learn we're from your mistakes. <laughs> we're just building houses. We're just marketing homes. Right, right. No, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. That's well, Shane. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm sure our listeners got a kick out of kind of your insight and nuggets you've shared. For sure. Um, and yeah, we'll definitely have to keep in touch. Absolutely.